are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a December 9th. Saturday morning edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor of LeBronWire.com, former Blazer beat writer of the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show where we give you what you need to follow your favorite team, the Portland Trail Blazers. So, welcome back. Uh, it's Saturday. The Blazers have had about three days off now since their loss at home. They've lost three straight games all at home with their last one coming against the Washington Wizards and Bradley Beal dropping 51, which was a new record for a visiting player. And things do not get any easier for the Trail Blazers in many respects, but on the schedule, we'll start there. Not getting any easier that they have to play the Houston Rockets, who have been the talk of the league and have really been uh, surprising to a lot of people. I thought Houston was going to be good because it was one of those things where I was just thinking, hey, don't, don't overthink this. Chris Paul and James Harden, feel how you feel about them. Uh, On a personal level, those two guys are two of the smartest players in the league. And I did not think that it was going to be that hard for them to adjust and play well together. So uh, I've had a lot of really bad predictions uh, this season. And so I, you know, but I'm going to, I'm going to take the being saying that the Rockets are going to be good. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on to that one. Um, But they're in town and it's going to be. Uh, a, a real test for Portland's defense all over the court. They're going to space them out. They're going to run. And one of the really interesting things for Portland in this matchup, before we get to some of the injuries, uh, it, it is just the guard battle. I mean, there's a lot of high-quality high guard play in this game with James Harden, Chris Paul, Dame, and CJ. But the Blazers are have their work cut out for them even more because they're going to be without Yusuf Nurkic tonight. Uh, in this game, which uh, really hurts. And the last time when these teams played uh, in March uh, of the previous season, Nurk had a huge game for them, but that was also the last game that Nurk really played uh, until the until he came back and played one game in the playoffs with that uh, non-displaced fracture uh, in his leg. And... He was really key in that game, and they really needed him. And so it's going to be really interesting to see what Portland does now at the center position when they don't have their best center. Uh, Ed Davis has been really solid on the boards this year. He's been really productive, but he's not necessarily the biggest guy, most disruptive on, uh, you know, in terms of screen setting, especially, which is a big asset that Nurkic brings, or even passing the ball, really. Uh, you know, I think, I think Nurk just, Nurk is just a little bit better at everything. And 
Uh, Davis is probably going to play more minutes. That that I don't think is is up for debate. But whether he starts or not is a really interesting question. And I don't know uh, what the Blazers and Terry Stotts are going to do on that front. And then the other thing uh, that they're facing is that Mo Harkless is questionable. Uh, that you know it's a 50-50 whether he plays. So we'll see whether Mo plays. And you know, I think Portland's going to have to be ready to run. If if Harkless can play, he should play and start because they're going to need a lot of guys to to guard James Harden. You know, CJ can guard. CJ will guard him. Harkless will guard him. Uh, you know, you've also got Chris Paul to worry about. So that's going to be tough. And then you know, the the rest of the guys, Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson guys that can really space the floor and really command a lot of attention for the Blazers on the defensive end. This is going to be one of the toughest tests for their defense, which has been pretty good this year, but it's going to be really hard without Nurkic, who has been a real reason why this team has been so good defensively. The fact that the Blazers have been able to funnel things to him, that he's been able to make contests at the rim down the stretch uh, in games and just throughout the game, really, They've been a much better defensive team with Nurk on the floor, and this is going to be a challenge. And if you if you had to ask me on paper, you know, I I, I think the Blazers lose this one. Not having Nurkic against the, one of the best teams in the West sounds like a loss, you know. So this is going to be a really tough game, and Portland's going to be uh, a definite underdog in this matchup. Uh, this is. You know, the rest of this homestand, Portland, I think, was the favorite in most every other one of those games. And now they're at home against the Rockets without Nurkic. And the line right now is Houston minus nine and a half. So Portland are almost double digit home underdogs today uh, when they face the Houston Rockets. So that is. Uh, is really interesting, and it, it's going to be a really brutal game. And, and and then they've got Golden State coming up after that on the road. And 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 Golden State doesn't have Stephen Curry, which is is you know good for good for the Blazers. But that you know they still have Kevin Durant, as we saw uh, last night with with the uh, Warriors getting a win on the road. And so you know this is going to be pretty tough so Monday night they've got the Warriors on the road at Oracle and then they've also got the Rockets tonight and and Portland just about 10 days ago they were looking like a really solid team winning games that maybe I wouldn't have expected them to and then they come back here and it's more of the unexpected just in a bad way so we'll see what what the team comes out with tonight it'll be interesting to see who Terry Stotts goes with at center does he go with Myers Leonard who seems to have been in the rotation a little bit ahead of Caleb Swanigan or Zach Collins does he go with maybe Swanigan or Collins uh, to to kind of keep the second unit the way they're going does he do something odd like start Vonley at center and try and and try and run with the the Rockets, which is not the worst strategy, I think, especially when you don't have Nurk. Uh, that and, and Portland doesn't have the three-point shooters either to really contend 
in a three-point shooting contest, so to speak. But with Nurkic out, I feel like they've got to change their identity a little bit. I, it it kind of reminds me a little bit of, uh, you know, what we had to deal with last year in the playoffs where, you know, all the options are kind of imperfect uh, compared to what the Blazers are used to. And so how do they deal with that? How do they approach that? Who Who's going to be the starter? And and I think it, there, there's a lot of really interesting ways they can go about it. And uh, Swanigan's kind of fallen out of the rotation. He was an inactive. Uh, so maybe, you know, they need to get him. Maybe they'll get him back out there. That would be a really Statsian move to just be taking a guy off the inactive list and throwing him onto the court. And, and I think Swanigan, while, you know, I think defensively, uh, his feet, you know, he, he does not the quickest of feet, but he gets rebounds, he crashes the boards, and I think if you played him at center, which he's a little bit undersized, but he also has crazy long arms to kind of make up for that, um, you know, maybe that's maybe that's a look that they can, can look at because I don't, they don't really have a lot of great options, and I don't think... I don't think Ed Davis should be playing 30 minutes a game, and he, maybe he will tonight, but I, they're going to have to find something else other than Davis. So whether it's Vonley at center or maybe they start Swanigan or Myers or, or, or something to, to kind of change things up, it's going to be an interesting change for Portland no matter what. And so as probably disappointing as it is that they don't have Nurkic for this really big game against a really tough opponent it will be for you know those of us that like to nerd out about lineup combinations and different player combinations and different styles of play you know this this is a game for that that's for sure this is going to get weird uh i i think this game is going to get very weird you know i i'm i'm i can see aminu at center for stretches in this one uh this is going to be, uh, you know, the Blazers are going to throw out some wacky lineups today, and 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 it's, you know, it, I I think it's going to be fun to watch, but uh, maybe not the most fun uh, for for y'all hoping to get a, a Blazers win, and yeah, the, this is going to be tough, and and Portland has a really tough schedule ahead of themselves. You know, this is this is not an easy stretch of play and they're about to get on the road and that's what's so disappointing about this homestand you know this was one of the few homestands one of the few stretches that they were going to have at home in the month of December they're going to be home around the holidays but not really then they're traveling out and they're going to be on the east coast once again they will be going to some warmer weather cities, so maybe that will help the guys kind of recalibrate, figure, you know, re- recharge a little bit. But um, you know, th- that's what's really hard about this for this Blazers team is that they really had a great opportunity to rack up some wins on their home court leading into this game tonight against the Rockets before they head out on a long road trip where they've got Golden State, Miami, which is a team that will test you when when you're in Miami they they play really hard they don't they're a little bit like Portland where they get a lot of open threes that they can't knock down uh but 
you know, I think that that's going to be a really tough game. Orlando has kind of fallen off a little bit after a really good start, but they seem to be a, a tough team, and, and offensively they can score a little bit. Charlotte, Dwight Howard, Nick Batum, Kemba Walker, you know, that's going to be a good game. Uh, and then at Minnesota, a huge division game on December 18th. So you got all these things that are pointing to this is a really brutal stretch of the Blazers schedule. And, you know, I don't, I don't know what they do with it. I don't know. I don't know how they, how they approach this. I don't know how successful they're going to be because this team, as soon as you kind of think that they've settled into an identity, they go through some struggles again. So uh, consistency I think is is one of the harder things for Portland to do. They looked like they found it on that wit, on that road trip, but now they you know have to to find it again. And uh, over this uh, over this break kind of of being at home, they were afforded some practice time, and they went pretty hard. Uh, Mike Richmond had a nice write up uh, in the Oregonian and. You know, the Blazers really just, I think, needed to recalibrate. And while the games themselves did not really go well, uh, I think the the practice time ultimately is what's going to be the most beneficial for this Blazers team. And it's probably more important. And I, okay, it's not more important. Scratch that. That's not true. The games are more important. Winning is more important. Getting the W is more important. And the fact that they didn't get that in a really tight Western Conference race hurts. But it's a nice silver lining that even though they were disappointing at home over the last three games, that they got uh, some extended practice time to work on things, to run, to to really get themselves right instead of having to focus on the next opponent and kind of being in that ringer of every single night. You've got to figure out how to stop the other team. And I think the 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 time at home is going to be very is it was beneficial for this Blazers team. And uh I don't know what to make of this next stretch, and it's going to be an important stretch because the Blazers also have kind of an opportunity here to to make some hay and, and and kind of you know set themselves apart a little bit from you know put themselves in a different tier because right now they are in a different tier and they were even more uh, solidified in that tier after the road trip. They are sixth right now despite the three straight losses. And they're a game up on the Jazz, who are in seventh, who have played well, thanks to non-Blazers draftee Donovan Mitchell, who, you know, every time I see him go off, it's just... Me and my me and my buddy Chad did a pre-draft episode, and we were like, if Donovan Mitchell's there, gotta get him. And then Blazers traded up to not pick Donovan Mitchell. Anyway, Donovan Mitchell's been killing it for the Jazz, and they're kind of on Portland's heels, the Pelicans with that win, they also caught up, and, and the Thunder, they're still kind of figuring it out. Uh, but 
when they do, they might reel off a lot of wins. So, and, and, and I think uh, my pal Moke Hamilton over at OKC at Thunderwire, uh, which is a partner website of LeBron Wire for USA Today, you know, he had a, a nice write up about how. You know, Boston went on a run. Cleveland went on a run. The Rockets have gone on a run. And 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 things can change pretty quickly all of a sudden in the 82-game season. So if Oklahoma City figures it out and gets on a roll, which, you know, remains to be seen. This could be a repeat of the 2012-13 Lakers. But if they start to turn it around, you know, they could reel off wins pretty quickly if they start to click, but that remains to be seen. And luckily for Portland, that hasn't happened yet, but you know, winning some of these games could have kept them at, at pace with, you know, the Denver's and the Minnesota's and, and, and it has still, but they really could have solidified themselves, maybe put themselves ahead of those teams. And that is, is really disappointing, but they still have a chance to, do that and it's going to take some winning on the road now to to stay in that middle tier in that four five six range with minnesota with denver two teams that i think they can beat out uh for that fourth seed in the division because minnesota has had trouble staying consistent with their defense uh denver has had some injury problems Millsaps out for a while they didn't have Jokic the other night the opportunity is there for this Blazers team to avoid a brutal first-round matchup. Yeah, this is in the cards. Portland, they can get into that 4-5 and even host that 4-5 series the way it looks right now. And they're, you know, reintegrating Aminu, you know, could be a factor in this, but this team, I, I think, ha- should have aspirations of being that fourth or fifth seed, getting home court, and 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 doing that because there have been injuries. There's been teams that haven't really gotten it together, and I I, I really think that that's in the cards for Portland, and and it's it's really a bummer that they missed the opportunity that they had this past month, but or this past week, but. You know they will have more chances as the season goes on, and they're really, I think, over this next road trip, I think the hope should be, you know, that they just kind of tread water because expecting them to go, you know, four and one or whatever it is that they went on the last road trip, it, I don't think is is really feasible. But they've got a five game road trip. They've got Golden State at Golden State without Steph, uh, which you know, is, is one of the, you know, obviously it would be nicer for them if Steph and Durant were out, but one of the two being out might help and definitely gives them a better chance to win, even though Kevin Durant is, is incredible as well. Uh, but then you've got, as I said, Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, Minnesota, and then they come back home for two games on the 20th and 22nd before heading to Los Angeles on the 23rd to play the Lakers. So they have a pretty tough road over the next 10 days or so. Now uh, this is going to be a brutal, brutal stretch of games. The Blazers are going to have games every other day, basically from now, every other day or back to back from now until the 23rd. So for the next two weeks, 
Portland is going to be going through the ringer, and this is going to be a really, really tough stretch and one that I'm not going to say is going to decide their season because we've seen that, uh, that you know, it's a little early to say that at this point, but it will be an important stretch if Portland wants to keep pace with the Minnesotas and the Denvers and and do anything maybe to, to even catch up with say the Spurs but I you know I think that's that's way too lofty of a goal especially because the Spurs are going to get Kawhi Leonard back next week so I think Portland's focus should be that four five six battle I think it is their focus and uh this next week including that game against Minnesota is obviously going to be the biggest one in, in terms of uh that four five six situation but that whole road trip is going to be an opportunity for Portland to kind of rack up some wins, at least tread water until that Minnesota game. And if they can stay within striking distance until the Minnesota game, that's going to be big. So uh, I think treading water until then and really treading water until Christmas Eve, basically, you know, this is going to be a tough stretch. And so uh, it also makes sense why they decided to rest Nurk for Saturday night's game, because they're going to be going through a little bit of a schedule gauntlet here and I don't think you want to start it off with Nurkic playing on a bum ankle and and trying to play through it when they're about to play a game every other day or on a back-to-back for the next two weeks so uh makes sense that what they're doing with Nurkic it obviously sucks for those of us who are going to watch the game tonight and want a really competitive game. And who knows, maybe it will end up competitive. It is the NBA after all. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of basketball to be played here in these next two weeks for the Blazers. And they're going to need Nurkic closer to full strength for all of that. So while it, it does hurt in the short term and, and Portland is not going to be as well equipped against the Rockets, uh, having him healthy for potentially the Warriors game on Monday and the rest of that road trip and, and the rest of their stretch over this two weeks where they're having a game basically every other day. Uh, that's more important. And obviously, you know, later on in the season as well, but that's going to do it for this edition of locked on blazers. We will be back tomorrow after the blazers and rockets to break that one down. Uh, and, and, and look ahead to the road trip once again and, and, and see how the Warriors are doing, see how the Heat are doing, and check in with those teams and, and, and see uh, what's up before the Blazers hit the road. So subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, every podcast place. We are there on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we'll touch base once again. Until then.